millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy revenge story involving a smoke bomb. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my dumb idiot brother was getting blackmailed with the classic gotcha inappropriate photos scam, and I bullied them hard enough they blocked him, my mates, and me. My older brother, 35, was stupid enough to fall for a pretty picture on a Facebook dating chat page, chatted via Snapchat and Messenger before stupidly sending inappropriate photos and videos. The whole pickle. 35 and stupid lied that he was a CEO and the scammer, obviously missing some brain cells, because looking at my brother, the grotty sink in the photo, and the clothes, definitely did not scream CEO, fell for it. Now, I love my brother. He's got the ability to be the sharpest pencil, but screw me, he makes some of the dumbest, impulsive choices. This brother of mine is panicking, calling me with, I'm being blackmailed, they have my inappropriate photos, and they're gonna send it to people I know if I don't give them money and I can't pay them. I told him he was an idiot and said I would handle it. To be fair, he was crapping himself in case our mom got messaged by these people. Fair, she is to be feared. Our mom has accidentally received one of his inappropriate photos meant for one of his special friends before, and if she got this, his butt was gonna be turned inside out. The account messaged me, and I told them they were brain dead if they believed he had money. They said I should pay them or they'll leak the photos. I said, do it. He's got no money to give you. I don't have money to give you. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody cares, and at most, my mother's gonna whoop his butt for being stupid. He's a CEO and we will ruin him. Then they sent me his photos, which I deleted because ew. I sent a video of my face laughing and telling them they're dumb as freak for believing him after seeing a picture of him with his prison tats and messy bathroom. I then created a group chat with two of my mates, who I explained the sitch to, and we bullied the freak out of the account. They kept removing themselves and we kept adding them back. They said, please stop re-adding me to this chat, leave me alone. I said, no, you pay me 700 Australian dollars and we'll stop being bigger jerks than you were. Then another account messaged me, saying they were the chick's boss and that they would make good on their threat if I didn't leave them alone. So I added them to the bully chat too, and we continued until the accounts went dead, which took like an hour, maybe two. They both threatened to share the inappropriate photos on Austrian chat sites, and I was like, yeah, okay, dummies. We don't know anyone in Austria, so enjoying no money and looking dumb. They had to block me and my mates because I kept re-adding them, and eventually blocked my older brother too, because he told them he was going to add them back to the chat. I was a broke bartender and was out having drinks with a lot of anger. I got time to get even Steven, even if my older brother was the bloody idiot who created this mess. And my mom never found out. I should remind my older brother he owes me a beer for being a top-notch runt of a sibling. I've always heard of these scams, and I've heard multiple situations where people just don't pay the ransom, and nothing seems to happen. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? 
That said, our next story is by apartheid racist farmers. It was the 1980s, Pennsylvania. I grew up on a big farm, and my grandparents were very involved in agricultural groups, and one of them was an exchange, hosting farmers from all over the world. Well, my grandparents ended up getting these white colonial farmers from Zimbabwe, and they were straight up apartheid racists. My grandfather never suffered them well, and wasn't super happy about hosting them, but was obliged. His kids, especially my mother, were furious about hosting these types of racists. So she executed some of the best petty revenge I've ever witnessed. The center of life at the farm was our big swimming pool, and that summer weekend, there was an event for my extended family to meet the farmers. Well, my mom made sure to invite her friend Ruth to swim. Ruth happens to be black. When she arrived with Ruth, the apartheid farmers were already up at the swimming pool with my grandparents. Their jaws dropped to the floor as my mother and Ruth introduced themselves to go swimming. While they were in the pool, the racists had a fit about sharing an area with a black person, and my grandfather told them, they aren't in charge, people are people. After continuing their fit, he let them know that the racists do not belong staying with us. He kicked butts out mid-stay. Just as my mom planned, she got the jerks off of our farm and taught them a lesson they didn't think they'd learn in America. Our next story is, trap my dog? You won't trap anything again. So I live in a quite rural part of the world. There's lots of logging, hunting, trapping, and mining that happens all around my neck of the woods. And honestly, I'm fine with it. I work in a field that's affiliated with this kind of industrial work. However, I've worked hard to make sure I live far away from other people's BS so I don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. But of course my neighbor changed that. I moved to my home about two years ago in the early summer. I'd always wanted to live here and it was perfect until the middle of my first winter here. While we were outside working, my younger dog ran off into the woods. Not uncommon for her, she likes to explore. But just after we started looking for her, we heard the sounds of an animal in distress not far from us. We went as quick as we could to find the source of the noise. That's where we found our dog caught in a wolf snare. The only reason she survived was because she had put her leg through this snare as well as her head. So her leg protected her throat from full strangulation. We were able to free her and she recovered quick. I know the guy who set the traps as it turned out, he's my neighbor. When I spoke to him about it, he refused to take it down, even though it's very close to the property line. Now for context, me, 24-year-old male, and my girlfriend, 23-year-old female, love this dog so much. She's the sweetest pup and she's been through a lot, medical issues and injuries. She is a huge part of our world. My girlfriend would be destroyed if anything happened to her. The dog did well for another year until today. I was at work when I received a call from my brother. The same dog had gone exploring while him and my girlfriend were outside working. They heard her making sounds of distress not far away and rushed to her immediately. They found her again in a wolf trap set by the same guy in the same place. For more context, this guy has never said anything to us about where he puts or when he sets up his traps. But it's along a trail near my home that people walk and ski on, often with dogs. These traps are baited with meat to attract wolves, so obviously it would attract dogs too. My brother and my girlfriend, with the help of my mom, were able to free her just before I managed to get there from work. They'd also run into the owner of the trap on their way out of the woods. When they confronted him, 
He simply said our dogs shouldn't be so dumb and it was his trap line. We told him if he didn't dismantle the traps, we would. He simply replied, oh okay, and left. Our dog's okay and due to how close his traps are to our property, we've reported him to authorities but so far we've heard nothing. So, as a group, me and my family have decided that if they want to threaten the safety and freedom of us and our loyal dogs, we'll take it into our own hands. Starting this week, we will be going up there daily to trip every single trap by hand, so they can't catch a darn thing. Don't get me wrong, I have huge respect for hunters and trappers, but not if you're irresponsible and trapping in what is essentially people's backyards. I'll make sure you never trap a wolf or anything near my home again, you jerk. Don't mess with my dogs. As nice as it would be for them to stop leaving these traps so close to where your dog is very commonly going to roam around, realistically the best solution is just get a fence put up. Our next story is, disrespect me when I'm looking for work? You never know when it might come back and bite you. I work in a professional services industry in a city that's small enough that pretty much everyone knows everyone in our industry. I'm a consulting scientist with a particular specialty in the consulting field. I had spent several years working in another country before returning to my home city to settle down. While looking for work, I was basically door knocking on consultancies to hand over my CV and speak to someone about any potential opportunities with the organization. Ultimately, this worked, and I'm still working for the same company 20 years later. Most people were polite and helpful, even if they didn't have anything going. They would take my details, share some tips on who might be hiring, and provide some advice where possible. But one guy was a total jerk. Let's call him Joe. Joe was the manager of a consulting firm that specialized in a particular type of scientific consulting. It didn't necessarily fit with my particular degree, But at that stage of my career, the degree didn't matter so much as I had shown I was adaptable and able to work across many different specialties. I asked the secretary if I could speak with Joe and handed her my CV. The secretary went and got Joe while I was waiting in reception. Out comes Joe, grabs my CV, has a quick glance at the degree I've listed, looks at me and says, why the freak would I want a specific degree type for? Buzz off and stop wasting my time. By far the most demoralizing and disrespectful response I had from anyone during that time. Anyway, I soon landed a job, and as I said, I've been working my way up through the ranks ever since. Several years later, I was in my manager's office and happened to notice Joe's CV sitting on his desk. I was kind of mid-level by the stage, respected member of the team but not in any position of leadership. I asked boss what the CV was doing there and he said he was thinking of bringing him on board. I straight up told boss that if Joe joined us, I was leaving. Told him Joe was a disrespectful jerk and didn't fit the culture of our business. His CV went straight in the bin. Another several years later and now I'm running the show, times are tough and people are being made redundant throughout the industry. I knew that Joe had been let go. We're advertising for someone of this guy's caliber, so naturally he replied. CV was sent to me by our HR team. I let them know that as long as I worked there, Joe wouldn't, and to discard his application. This story would probably be better if Joe knew what was happening and why, but it was hugely satisfying to be able to return the favor and deny him an opportunity twice. As a result of my experiences all those years ago, 
I always make an effort to respond to people that reach out for work and offer some advice where possible. No matter how busy I am, it only takes a few minutes of my time. You never know when the tables might be turned. Our next story is, that's what you get for keying my car. I live in Queens, New York City, where parking can be difficult on occasion. There's a guy around the block from me who keys your car while he walks his dog at night if you're parked in front of his house. I live in a garden apartment complex around the corner from this guy, and many of us have been keyed by this jerk. When my lease was up on my last car, it needed a $4,000 paint job before I could return it. We've called the police, taken the guy to small claims court, but to no avail. Anyway, one night at about 4am in the middle of winter, all four of his tires were slashed beyond repair. He has a Lexus SUV. Does that even up a 4k paint job or is he entitled to more? Well, maybe it evens it up to you, but considering the wide range of people that he affected negatively, they probably deserve more. Our next story is, my ex takes her son out for hibachi. So I'm, 45 year old female, going to get straight to the point, no need for logistics. Last night my ex, 51 year old male, takes her son, eight, and every one of his family members out to hibachi. And this place also serves sushi, remember that? Well, our son absolutely loves sushi to no end. I started this thing where he has a no thank you bite where if he doesn't want to try something, he can use his no thank you bite for anything. Well, he never used his no thank you bite for the sushi, little daredevil. I had and fell in love. Now, you must also know that my ex and his family, i.e. grandmother, never say no to him to anything. It drives me crazy. The struggle is real when I put my foot down and the answer is no. Well, on to the petty revenge. The restaurant they go to, I've been before, and it's not cheap by any means. While talking to my son, I casually mention that they serve sushi. He says, really? I say, mm-hmm, and say, now that you're reading so well, just check out the menu. I laugh to myself and off he goes excited knowing he can also get sushi and hibachi. It's like a win-win for him. Go him. Well, they go out to dinner and he comes home full and ready for bed. I ask about dinner and what he had. Well, I love this. He orders not only a sushi dinner, but a kid's hibachi dinner and that stuff was expensive. Not only did he get leftovers and was cute enough to say that I could have some too. I swear this kid kills me. I also got a lovely call from X asking to teach our son the value of a dollar. Uh, what? Sorry, I'll be busy that day. I will be, don't worry. After him leaving us for Oxy when our son was a month old, you can go freak off. And yes, it may be petty, but it's the little things that count. This next story is Revenge on Slumlord Played the Long Game. My best friend and I rented an apartment together back in 2006. They would do crap like show up for inspections unannounced, charged us for a bunch of stuff that wasn't broken, cleaned, needing repair, holding our deposit for months while they tried to find more things to charge us for post move out, and so on. We were both 20 to 21 at the time, working paycheck to paycheck, clueless on laws. We didn't have as much info at our fingertips as today on the internet. Smartphones weren't even out yet at least not at an iPhone level. The little know-it-all crap that I was, I took crappy cell phone pics with my flip phone, documented everything done wrong. I planned on taking them to court. I just looked at all the costs, etc., and just gave up. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Didn't have the time, resources, or spirit to push the issue. Fast forward to 2019. I have a filing cabinet with stuff going back to 2003. I pull out the lease agreement from them and see the notes I took on all the ways we got screwed by this property management company. I reread it all. The memories come back, as does the rage slash anger. I have the property management company info on the top of the lease. I grin, fire up Google slash Yelp reviews and look them up. I find them. Address matches the document from 2006. I say screw it, let's cook. I begin to write a long review with date and slash timestamps, evidence, interactions, and so on. Talk about how they screwed us out of $1,200, basically. Tell people to avoid doing business with them at all costs. They private message me saying I have them confused with someone else. I almost buy it. Then I verify by calling, getting them to confirm their address, and so on. I go back and add on the review. They also told me I had the wrong company and said I may be thinking of company X. They lied to me and almost got another business a bad review. They private messaged me again on Yelp. They threatened legal action and tried to fear monger me. Back then I was making 12 an hour. I make lower six figures now. I'm not worried about legal action and wouldn't mind hiring lawyers to see how it plays out. I call their bluff. I say that's fine. You screwed me over when I was young, poor, working 12-hour shifts. I'm no longer poor, working 12-hour shifts, and young and dumb. I have the time and resources. I'll await your legal contacts to reach out to mine. They backpedaled hardcore, basically replying by begging. Please, please, please take down those reviews. They've been viewed by so many people. It'll ruin our business. Please take it down. I reply, nope. See you in court. They don't reply. I leave the reviews up and figure they'll do nothing. They never did anything. The hilarious part is my post gave others the courage to post their bad experiences. Their four and a half star rating went to two stars. There are at least a dozen posts by others who experienced similar things from the same property management company. So now they have two stars and at least 12 reviews going into length at how their company screwed over tenants. Revenge is a dish served cold. I inadvertently played the long game and got triggered after finding old docs from the rental agreement. Call me Petty Mayo. I think there's extra satisfaction to be had here just knowing that you wasted their time and made them all flustered just because of your one bad review. This next story is, wanna block my driveway officer? It's gonna be another minute or two on coffee. About a decade ago, 
I worked an early morning shift at a fast food restaurant. We opened at 6 a.m., so I had to be at work at 5 a.m. I would leave my house at about 4.45 a.m. every morning. My management was pretty relaxed about the opening shift. Clocking in up to 10 minutes late wasn't really an ordeal, as long as you showed up ready to go. I came outside at 4.45 to find that a local police officer had pulled someone over and is now blocking my driveway. This has happened before, but normally in the afternoon, and normally I just ask the officer to move forwards or back a couple of feet, and then I pull in or out of the driveway. No sweat. This officer, however, angrily informs me that I'll have to wait till he's done. I snap a picture of his car, text it to my manager and explain my tardiness. 40 minutes later, the police officer finally moves. I scramble into the car and head to work. I get there 15 minutes before we open. I frantically start to brew tea, fetch ice, having to condense my 50 minute routine into 15. I almost forgot to brew coffee. Opening time rolls around and the first group of customers come in. It's a group of our local police officers led by the captain. I guess they're about to do a shift change. One of the officers in the group is the one who blocked my driveway. Anyway, the captain orders coffee and I regretfully inform him that there's a five minute wait on coffee because I got to work extremely late. The captain asks why, so I pulled out my phone and explained that one of his officers blocked my driveway for 45 minutes for a routine traffic stop. The captain proceeds to chew out that officer in front of all of his colleagues and exclaims that nothing short of a life or death emergency should block my driveway if it'll interfere with him getting his morning coffee. It was never blocked again, and the captain always got his coffee at 6am without interruption. Honestly, with a response like that, I'd almost consider comping them their coffee. This next story is, school kids footpath blocking bags get busted. I used to frequently walk to and from work, 6 kilometers each way, for exercise. On my way home, sometimes I used to pass a bus stop on a very busy road. In the afternoons, the bus stop was inhabited by a bunch of private school boys who would cover the entire footpath with their bags and sports gear. Passersby either had to carefully navigate step by step or step onto the busy road. The boys thought it was funny and always had a chuckle and made comments at people as they passed. I was walking home one afternoon after a hard day's tech support and cracked when I saw the blocked footpath again. Rather than tread lightly, I played hopscotch across the bags, feeling many things crunch and break in the process. A huge uproar occurred behind me. When they yelled at me, I just said this wouldn't happen if you left the path through. I continued on my merry way, feeling happier than before. After that, they usually left a little path through. This next story is, we threw our now ex roommate under the bus after constant back and forth. I, 20 year old female, live in student housing where I share a room, and in the other room are two girls who will call Sasha, 22 year old female, and Summer, 21 year old female. I share a room with one we'll call B, 19 year old female. At first, B wasn't an issue and we all got along just fine. We were all friends and would go on fun adventures together but the issues arose when she brought her boyfriend to live with us. At first, she said he was visiting for the weekend, but somehow he never left. He'd leave for work and come right back, 
and she expected us to sneak him into student housing after hours for her because Sasha and I had cars we could hide him in and drive him past security. This made us extremely uncomfortable because if we got caught, we could get academic probation and whatnot. But the kicker was that she seemed to be aware of all the housing rules and regulations around what she was doing. Later on, she started cat-sitting for her boyfriend as well, or so that's what we thought. The cat would go to the boyfriend's house from time to time, but for the most part she kept it at the dorm. But as we could all guess, even more problems started to come out of it. She claimed it was an emotional support animal registered through student housing. So we couldn't get in trouble for bringing her boyfriend's cat over. Since none of us really knew the process for that, we assumed it was fine and minded our business until one day the RA caught wind of it, but because Summer, Sasha, and I are friends with him, he let it slide because we were all under the impression it would only be there temporarily. Once again, it never left and she never cleaned up after it, making the apartment reek of cat poo. It destroyed the carpet, one of my uniforms, and when anyone scolded it, she lost her crap because she read online that you're not supposed to say no to your cat if you wanted to love you or some dumb stuff like that. Anyway, naturally, we were all tired of her crap, so Summer asked the RA for advice, where we found out there was no way this cat was documented through housing, meaning she broke the lease and we could get in trouble for the damages and it, let alone being there. He said the cat had to be a minimum of two years old, fixed, and up to date with vaccines to be able to stay, which it had none of. We confronted her kindly, and she turns it into a soap opera scene with screaming and crying, which had been a pattern throughout all of this. She left messes everywhere, and when we asked her to tidy up after herself and respect others' common room items, she took personal offense to it, etc. Our last straw was when she brought an ant infestation into the dorm because she left basically all of her pantry items open. When we called her to let her know that we were tossing it all, she got mad and said she'd be over in a few, which to her I guess a few means three hours when she was literally 20 minutes away at her parents' house. We had a few friends come up and keep us company while we cleaned. And when she got there, it was immediate crying and yelling about how we only blamed her because she's the youngest. Quite frankly, we were all sick of her and sick of the fact that she was downright unapproachable. So we set up a mediation with our RA, which got changed to the community director due to the bias we had by being friends with the RA. Well, that didn't do crap because she went and had her own meeting where she told a whole sob story and said that we tried to poison her with raid and that the RA gave her permission to have the cat, which he didn't, in attempts to get him in trouble. So collectively, we all decided on petty revenge after she moved back with her parents. We had my mom send a text on Facebook as a concerned parent to both of her strict parents of everything she did wrong and asked them to consider having a talk with her so she could see how dangerous it is to have a strange man living with a bunch of girls far from home with nowhere else to go for safety in the event that he tried to do something. Since doing this, she hasn't been active on any social media, which she normally eats, sleeps, and breathes on, and has left any and every group chat we had as roommates or with any mutual friends. I know what I did was petty, and childish, but the three of us needed closure after the crap show we lived through this semester, and I hoped her parents rip her a freaking new one for what she pulled. 
Does anybody else think that OP and their other roommates put up with this for way too long? And that they should have reported her and her antics way earlier? Our next story is... A co-worker would kick my lunch seat across the room every day at lunch, and I got him back. For lunch, a group of my co-workers, our foreman and myself, would sit and eat lunch in the foreman's little hut every day. My seat was an empty, lidded five-gallon bucket, and every day as I was getting ready to sit, one co-worker would kick it across the room before I had a chance to sit down. Everyone found it hilarious. It was funny the first couple of times but it got old. So one day, I thought it would be hilarious to cut the bottom of the bucket off and then fill it with nuts and bolts and put the lid back on. That day at lunch, we go in and he tries to kick the bucket. Of course, it goes nowhere and he angrily picks it up and tosses the bucket across the room. And of course, as he picks the bucket up, all the nuts and bolts go spilling out of the bottom. It was hilarious and everyone in the hut was laughing. I'd brought in a camping chair pulled it out and sat down and said, Dang, man, looks like you have a mess to clean up. At least it didn't break the guy's foot, right? Our next story is, set off a smoke bomb at work, got fired, then turned to suspension, in retaliation to having my hands dyed red. I worked in a metal fab shop over a decade ago. I was in my mid-twenties, probably. There was a guy, Ray, that was a notorious prankster. Oftentimes, they were funny pranks. Other times, they crossed the line. I happened to be the target of one of his pranks. He'd put red penetration dye in my gloves the day before, so they were dry the following day. I put on my welding gloves and as the day went on, my hands got sweaty and eventually my hands turned pretty red. It stayed like that for days and while Ray denied having done it, he definitely acted like he was the responsible party. And to be totally fair, I had no proof that he had done it but the probability was extremely high that he had. My brother-in-law at the time was into making homemade fireworks, so I asked if he could make me a smoke bomb. This kid brings me back a film canister with a fuse. The next day at work, I wait till after lunch when Ray and his crew were climbing into the tank they were working on. Yes, this was a confined space, but they all had fresh air supplies. I wouldn't have done this otherwise. I lit the fuse tossed it in the tank and walked down to my area and turned around to see all the guys scrambling out of their tank and the whole end of the bay filling up with a thick cloud of smoke. I knew I messed up, so I ducked into my tank in hopes I wasn't suspected of the prank. A few minutes later, I hear the super yelling my name to get the freak out of the tank. He tosses the remnants of the film case and asks if I knew anything about it. At this point, I figured honesty was the best policy, as I'm sure someone probably witnessed it and told him it was me. I tell him it's a smoke bomb, and he asks if I set it off. I admit that I did, and he tells me to pack up my crap and get out. On my way home, I'm sitting there freaking out about how I'm going to tell my wife, who's sitting at home with our toddler, how I just got fired, and kicking myself for not thinking crap through. My phone rings and it's the superintendent. He tells me to come to work in three days and that he's turning it into a suspension. I got back and he told me the reason he was so pissed is because a multi-million dollar contract had been touring the shop and fortunately had not been anywhere near the smoke bomb. When he told the owner what had happened, he laughed and told him to give me another shot. Definitely learned my lesson. It was probably the last prank I pulled, but at least it's something I can look back on now and laugh about it.
Honestly, you set off a smoke bomb at work in a confined space, and the man on top just laughs and says, give that man another shot? I would retire my pranking after that day too after a stroke of luck like that. You can still afford diapers for your toddler. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.